Hey friends, how's it going? I know that we are facing unique challenges at this time in our individual lives. And I just want to say that I believe that we will get through this. And I'm praying that you'll find all the help you need at this time. Thank you for always tuning in to Storyvox. And I hope that this episode inspires and encourages you. This is Storyvox. Hello friends, this is Toluanimi and I welcome you to another episode of the Storybox podcast. This is where I share stories, deep conversations and soft skills that inspires you to live intentionally. I want to say thank you to you, my listeners, to the 62 people who have listened long enough to be registered on the podcast statistics. I'm grateful to everyone who has supported this project on the beginning and I'm excited about where this is going. This episode is a follow-up to the capacity building episode that aired four weeks ago. I encourage you to listen to it if you have not. I thought to ask a few of my friends who I know are living intentionally to share how they build capacity in their lives and how it changes them. I also asked them to share their top tip for effective capacity building. It's a social distancing world, so we couldn't have them present at the studio. We utilized WhatsApp, Skype and self-recording to make this happen. And I'm so excited for you to listen and learn from this. I discussed with three friends and Angela Coca is the first person. Angela is a Texas-based digital artist, poet, and a storyteller. In the less than two years we've known each other, I've been greatly inspired by her creativity through poetry, art, and film. I can't describe her as accurately as she describes herself, so hear for yourself. My name is Angela Coker. I'm a digital artist, poet, and storyteller. I believe my mission is to use creative arts to highlight people from diverse walks of life and also show them in their true light. Um, I do this through different mediums such as poetry, film, and more recently through digital artwork. I formed my graphic design company that creates custom art pieces for businesses, brands, media houses, and also individuals. I do digital artwork and also print artwork. My goal is to really use the tools at my disposal to help people reach their audience, tell their stories as well. And by doing that, I truly feel a sense of what it means to really do things in excellence to the glory of God. Through art, I know my artwork and the things that I create are bigger than myself, and they do have a lasting impact. So through my company, Jola Studios, I'm furthering this mission and purpose. Unlike many others in her field, she came from a different academic background. So capacity building was a little different for her. When I asked her how, she explained. I would say just understanding that my background is um, quite different from some others in my field. I majored in business in school, and at the same time, I always understood that I had a creative element to myself. I had creative interests. And so in the years that followed after getting my degree, I really got into a lot more drawing and artwork. And I actually purchased a tablet because I just figured, you know, I would do this thing as a hobby. But as things were picking up and more people were showing interest in getting um, some of the illustrations I was drawing, I realized that this thing can go beyond just a hobby, it can actually really be a business. And more so now I'm able to work with brands and companies that want to do illustration work. But the kind of things I'm doing 
um, to kind of further that goal is because my background wasn't in formal training in this field, I really had to do a lot of self-teaching using online resources from YouTube or just even reaching out to other graphic designers, entrepreneurs who are in the field. There's many times when it comes down to understanding how does pricing work or understanding, you know, these different file types and vectors and just using the tools that I'm not familiar with, but willing to give myself the time and space to have patience, but also have a willingness to be challenged and not give up when things are difficult. So some active steps I would say are like telling myself, okay, during this time frame, I'm going to draw this many things, or I'm going to try this idea I have in my head and see how it turns out. And there's not a specific um, formula to it, but it's just more so telling myself that consistency is the key to growth. So not saying that, wow, this person is better than me in this area, so I need to draw like them or I need to become like them. That's not going to further the specific unique mission that I have for my company and what I'm trying to do. And so just understanding and having the mindset that I have a path that I'm walking and I do know that my digital artwork is very inspired with the idea in mind of showcasing diversity, showcasing culture, showcasing uniqueness in, in identity and all those different things, especially of black people, um, especially women, um, that kind of representation, I think, matters in the space of art and especially like just finding my niche in it. There's a lot of learning that's happened in the past four years that, um, I would say have affected me personally. So some active steps that I've taken, like I said, consistency, challenging myself to learn the tools and not comparing myself to other people who are in that field. Because when you start to compare yourself to people, you're less likely to reach out to them for help and guidance. But if you see them as your peer in the field, I'm comfortable just messaging them. Hey, like what brush did you use? I really love how you did this with this image. And that's kind of how you progress and get better in your craft. Because more than anything, I know where I want to grow to. I know that I want to be, you know, excellent in my craft. But at the same time, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. But it's something that happens with progress and consistency and willing to give yourself the space to do so. My top tip for effective personal growth is to know your why. And this may be a common phrase that people have heard or talked about a lot, but knowing your why, why you're doing something, your root motivation is going to be very important when you want to have personal growth because when you're faced with challenges and things look difficult or things look like they're not going the way it's expected, you're rooted in your motivation and understanding that this is why I'm doing something. If that motivation is not strong enough to be the foundation on, you know, what you're on the path and journey on, it's not going to last. You're just going to be pushed around by every fleeting thought or every feeling or one day, you know, you have this in mind next day you have this in mind but if you don't have a reasoning why you're doing something the motivation behind it is not going to be long lasting and I think when it comes down to people that are in creative fields they sometimes have to ask themselves like why are they doing something and if you have your why then you're not as concerned with 
people's perceptions or is this person going to like it or is this person going to like it? At the end of the day, you know you're creating something because you see a purpose and a meaning and a need behind it. And so I feel like if you want to have personal growth, you want to have just progress in your own mission and goals, then just understand your why and be able to confidently be rooted in that. If that's something that God has placed on your heart, amazing. If that's something that's come out of your personal life experiences and you see a need that you're strongly, you know, inclined towards, excellent. But just know your why and let that be a rooted reason in why you're pursuing and doing something. Thank you, Angela. Tony Ajilowe introduces herself as a child of God, a warrior who sits at the intersection of education and entrepreneurship. She teaches young people to be leaders as a lecturer at the Department of Geology, University of Ibadan, and develops young entrepreneurs through One Foundation, formerly known as the Grassroots Business Hub, an entrepreneurship foundation that trains new business owners in Nigeria to take their business to the next level. Toyin's story is related to how she builds capacity as a university professor. Let's hear Toyin. I think um, a very fast example I can use is my work as a lecturer specifically. Um, one of the first things I did for myself was to understand what kind of lecturer I wanted to be, what kind of educator I wanted to be. And, and for me, that's the first thing about capacity building. I, I know that you you have to be building towards something. You cannot just be... You are not just be building the hair. You don't have a plan. You don't have a vision. For me, my vision was to raise people who were leaders. That was that was my goal. I wanted to raise leaders who could take on the award wherever they found themselves, regardless of the particular specified discipline I was even teaching them. So um, that was the first thing. I, I I sat down with a vision. Okay, this was what I wanted to be. Then secondly was that I had to look into myself and discover the lapses I had. I realized that as much as I had the talent of being a teacher, I also needed the expertise of being a university educator. So um, one of the things I did was to go online, look for a course on university teaching. So I took a course that opened me up to interesting ways to teach because, yes, I know what I wanted to do, but I, I needed how. So I went online, took a course, beautiful course from the University of Hong Kong. It was it was awesome. It taught me different pedagogy styles. I, I, I learned how to use different things to achieve different goals and all of that. That's second. So first, I had a vision. Second, I looked for resources. I looked for people, so to speak who had gone ahead. I remember I actually spoke to students out, outside the country where education was a little better. I asked them, what were your lecturers doing that were different? What are the things that you think that um, someone like me could incorporate into my class to give them a feel of what education should look like, regardless of our, the, the, the situation of our country? And I, I applied many of these things in my work. And in, in just a semester, I saw massive results, like really massive results. You know, most of my, most of my students were actually shocked that I they are, they are usually shocked at my way of teaching the style with which I use and, and all those kind of things. I've had amazing responses from them. I've seen them I'm already seeing them go on to do amazing things and it's, it's, it's just beautiful to watch. So I asked her why did she build capacity? Was it because it was something required as a professor in the university or it was a self-motivated process? Oh, definitely. It wasn't about a university requirement. Um, 
if anything, I think I went over and above whatever my investment must have required. Um, for me, um, it still comes back to a personal understanding of my vision and the things that God has called me to do. I started by saying that I'm someone who, who loves to ensure that everyone around me um, make the maximum um, use of their life or something like um attain their maximum abilities and purposes in life um so um, it comes from that understanding I, I understood that my job was a platform to do that and if i was going to help people to make the maximum um, use of their own life i have to first of all exemplify that number one second i have to maximally equip them for that I would say I engage in capacity building from a, from a personal sense of vision, from a personal sense of mission, from knowing who I am, what I want to do, what I've been called to do. That, that's the main reason why I do that. I, I, I work with a scripture that I, I, I love so much. It's, the Bible says about David that he served his own generation according to the will of God. So I, I see everything that I do from that perspective. That every opportunity that God gives me, he, he wants me to serve my own generation. And if I'm going to serve my generation, the Bible says whatever my hands are fine to do, I should do with all of my might. So I go above and beyond to build myself to be able to do it maximally. Thank you for sharing that. So from your experience with um, capacity building and, you know, try doing great things and, and touching the lives of people, what is your top tip for effective growth? I, I think for me, the top tip for effective personal growth will be first of all, understanding your why. Um understanding what fuels all the things you're doing, having a sense of personal vision, having a sense of personal mission, because um, in my experience, I've seen that that is what will keep you going. That is what will um, make you not give up, even when you have all the reasons to. That is what will keep you going, even when it seems as if the things that you're doing are not even making sense. The Bible says about Jesus, he said, um, who for the joy that was set before him endured, endured the cross. It's, it's something like that. You just, have some, you just have to have something set before you that keeps you going. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I said when Tony mentioned that our top tip was know your why. Please note, Tony has never met Angela and yet they both say know your why. Tony says because this is what keeps you going. That is why you won't give up when you have all the reasons to. Angela says your root motivation is very important when you want to have personal growth. If that motivation is not strong enough, You'll be pushed around by every fleeting thought, trend, or challenge. Now to Samuel Losho. I attended the same secondary school and university with Samuel Losho, and we became friends through intentional connections somewhere along the way. He's a multifaceted genius who currently works as an engineer in Canada, is skillful with words as an award-winning public speaker and writer, and website designer. Here is Sam. Thank you very much, Dolu, for inviting me. My name is Samuel Akshar, just like you rightly said. I'm currently pursuing a career in operations management. I currently occupy a strategic role in the operations team of a manufacturing company. And this role involves planning, executing, and monitoring projects with the aim of increasing customer satisfaction. But on the side, I'm a writer, a public speaker, and a website designer. 
I have a personal blog where I write on writing, life, and personal development. And I'm also a man of faith, and I believe in excellence. He shares insights on capacity building as it relates to learning a new skill. I love Sam's method of conversation. He prepared a draft of this conversation that sounded to me like action points, so I placed this conversation towards the end of the episode. So pick a pen and pad. Let's dive into Sam's insights. I would like to talk about what happened to me as a person in 2017. In 2017, I was just fresh out of University of Manitoba with a master's degree. And I was bent on learning a new skill, which is website designing. I wanted to be a freelance website designer. And the reason for that was because I just have fascination for websites, how they work. I have an engineering background, but I was a complete novice when it comes to coding design. At that time, all I could say about the website was that it blends engineering and design. But then my goal was to learn and see how I can learn the ropes to become uh, an excellent website designer. The first thing I did was I spoke with an expert. I saw someone that was doing what I wanted to do. So I scheduled a call, sent an email to that person and scheduled a call to that person. Fortunately, that person happens to be a friend, but a senior colleague that has gone ahead as a a very similar background to myself as well. He writes and then designs websites. When I scheduled the call with him, one of the things I did was I asked open-ended questions, focusing on the fastest way to learn because I wanted to shorten my learning curve, the tools I need, and how can I get clients when I eventually venture into freelance website designing. I also practice active listening during the call to ensure that I get what I need. Because I've seen oftentimes you have conversations with people and you're the one talking all the time. So there is a need for us to practice active listening and that was what I did. So that's number one. The first thing I did was I spoke with an expert. The second thing I did was I decided to learn the basics. I decided to learn the basics. And what I did was I purchased an online course on Show Academy. I listened to the previous episode of Storyfox, the last one, where, where you introduced the capacity building series. And you talked about the fact that you love to pay premium for good courses. I think we belong to the same group. I see, uh, when I see a very good online course and I read reviews and people are saying, oh yeah, it's very good. I try to part ways with some extra cash to get very good value because I believe in value. So I bought that online course on Show Academy and we had a brilliant instructor that was able to demystify the course of knowledge that understands how to teach from the basics. I took a series of those self-paced lessons. I did all the assignments and exercises. That's what step two, I learned the basics. The third thing I did was to take action, putting into practice what you learn. I can't overemphasize this. Regardless of how much you learn, if you do not take that step to act 
on what you've learned, you might not be able to build that capacity. I mean, it's more like a step of faith, it's a step of confidence. You're just stepping out. So I built my first website, which happens to be my personal website. The first design was messy and ugly, as you could have imagined. But with time, with intentional learning and exposure, the designs improved, the designs began to pop. I have taken on several projects after that because of clients who were wowed by the design of my personal website. And lastly, one of the things I did along this path of building capacity to become a fantastic website designer, I'm not there yet, you know, <laughs> is to observe big players. I stepped out to check top websites, check Apple websites, check like Google, check, check top websites, even Websites that are into design, branding, websites that are dedicated to companies building websites. So I checked what they were doing well so that I can incorporate that into my designs as well. I studied their, their structure, their wireframes, and all of that helped me immensely. So if I'm to summarize that, I would say speak with an expert, learn the basics, take action no matter how small it is, and observe the big players in the industry where you're trying to build capacity. This is his top tip on capacity building. One of the top tips I would like to share for effective personal growth is for you to create a to-learn list. Most times people say you create a to-do list, but I'm challenging you today to create a to-learn list. You can start with top three skills that you think you need to move to the next stage in your career. Top five skills that you need or top three skills. You can start with the top three. Maybe you need to learn how to use Microsoft Excel. And after that, you need to learn how to use Power BI. After that, you need to go into learning Microsoft PowerPoint or Microsoft Access, whatever it is. And once you create that list, you need to support that list with an effective plan and timeline to learn those skills. They're very important. The plan must include the basics, like an expert that knows that skill you want to learn, that you can speak with. I usually use Google Sheets for this, so I have columns and cells that, of course, uh, carries all of that. There's a link also in that Google Sheet, a link that can direct you to a resource center that can stand as your classroom. A start date for those lessons, if they are online classes, and an end date for the lessons as well. Uh, This is just to capture a timeline for the class that you're taking. If you're taking a class to learn Microsoft Excel, that timeline will capture everything. And the reason why I'm stressing this plan, why you should plan on how you want to finish this online course is because I've seen a lot of people buy online courses and rarely do they finish the online classes and online courses. And I'm included in that list. But I've recorded more success in completing online courses which helps me to learn more skills uh, when I create a plan to finish each class or finish each online course. So the plan or the schedule helps you to track your progress. You can ask yourself, am I on track? Am I late? Am I ahead? All the answers you want are in the plan. But if you don't have any plan, you cannot track your progress. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Angela.
from these stories, you see that capacity building changes you. It builds you and helps you level up to gather victuals necessary to achieve the next phase of your goal. One thing I'll leave you with is the top tip they mentioned. Tony and Angela said, knowing your why helps you stay motivated through hard times. And Sam says, having a plan helps you keep track of your progress and it provides encouragement from knowing that you are adding one thing to yourself each day. There you have it. Three of my most amazing friends' testimonials on how they build capacity. So I pass the ball over to you today. In what way will you build capacity, especially at this time? Thank you for tuning in today. As always, I love for you to share this podcast with friends. All episodes are edited to utilize as little data as possible. So tell them they can listen online or on their favorite podcast platforms. I've attached a link to the website or social media profiles of this, my friends, so you can connect with them and follow them as they um, work on exciting projects and live their life on purpose. They might inspire you with their work. They might inspire you with conversations. So until next episode where I share friendship stories. See ya.